Thank you, worship team, for leading us in a time of praise and, and, and singing out the scriptures that, that we believe. We're going to continue in our Ephesians chapter 5 series uh, right now, um, and I'm super excited because you're going to get to hear from my brother and friend and our youth leader here at Walk Church, uh, George Hernandez. Uh, it's an honor to have you deliver God's word to us. We should have brought the mailman hat. It would have looked good on you, man. Look good on you. Need that mailman hat. I'm grateful for this, brother. I know that many of you are. If you never met George, you need to. Uh, he is a contagious leader in the kingdom of God, and he's a blessing to our church. Um, and, and I just want to say one thing really quick about George that I'm, I'm super grateful for. George was a part of our church before we even knew it was a church. <laughs> when we were just meeting in, in the condo, my mom's here. Remember those days, mom, right? <laughs> we, we, used to, we used to muscle George up the stairs. Still doing it. And still doing it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Different stairs, huh? Yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. We're excited to hear from you. Be free to preach God's word in this place. We need it. Thank you. And you're welcome. Let's do it, brother. Amen. Amen. Well, it, it, this is an honor and a privilege to be here, guys. Uh, this has been just God's grace that I'm, I'm sitting here. Um, so thankful for his grace and his mercy over my life. Um, we're in this Ephesians uh, part three series in uh, imitation by elimination. But before we get started, I, I want to honor um, my pastor, my friend, a mentor of mine, Pastor Hayden. Bro, I honor you for your vision that God has placed on you and your wife. You guys believed God and we have a church. It's four plus years. You're building a, a, a you have a DNA and a culture um, that's contagious. You're a leader that's walking your faith out, bro. An example, I look up to you. Um, so thank you, yeah, let's, let's thank our pastor. I also wanna, I wanna honor um, just all you generous givers. You guys gave so much. Um, we had a lot of scholarships available and, and students were able to attend our first Rise weekend. So thank you for being generous, being a generous church. Uh, God is doing something with your finances, and it's for his glory and his kingdom. So thank you for that. I also want to thank, uh, I want to thank the, the, the youth leaders. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. You guys make me better. Thank you guys. You guys make our students better. Thank you for serving. Thank you for loving like Jesus loves. Thank you for being an example. And also uh, the missionary team uh, from Day Springs, Mobile, Alabama, country grandma. Oh, hey, thank you for serving, for leading us. Um, like I said, Pastor Joseph Hyden uh, said he's preaching at Designers Church. He did a wonderful job in leading us closer to Jesus by, by his word. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm pray us in and we'll get started. Uh, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, God. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness, Jesus. I thank you, God, that you are here. I thank you that you live in us, that you live through us, that you call us to an abundant life, not an empty life, but a filled life, a life that's greater than our selfishness, but it's found in you, Jesus. So God, may you just take the wheel, God. I'm nobody. Pastor Hyden said, I'm just the messenger delivering the mailman. God, you deliver Sundays. 
You deliver every day, God. God, give us the eyes to see, ears to hear, and an open heart to receive. You increase so I can decrease for your glory. In Jesus' name. All right, guys, so we are a church that exposes the word of God. That means we go verse by verse, and I'm thankful for that because Pastor Hyden does well to disciple us through God's word. These next two verses are tough verses, so it's what's next, right? And, and I get a chance to bring it, and I'm honored to do that, but they're tough. But I want us to remember this, this truth, and it's in, cha it's in chapter 5, in the chapter that we're on, in Ephesians, verse 1 and 2. It says, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. It's who we are. It's our identity. We're beloved children, dearly loved by our creator. That's good news. That we're loved by Christ. That's our identity. We're loved by God. We're children of love. Children of God, dearly beloved by the Father. I want to remind us of our first part. Uh, Pastor Hyden did a wonderful job. I suggest if you weren't here for part one and part two, please go back to walkchurch.com. Catch those sermons, tough sermons with, with children in the building, delivered it with grace. Y'all need to go back and catch it. But this is the reality statement that he shared for the first part. The more we imitate God, the more we eliminate sin. The second reality statement of last week was the more we talk like Jesus, the more we walk like Jesus. And part three on our series, you're going to write this down if you're taking notes. The first reality statement is this. Empty words will lead to empty life. God's word leads to a full life. We're going to pick it up. We're going to cap on these next two verses. Ephesians 5, verses 6 through 7. 6 and 7. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partakers, partners with them. That first phrase, let's highlight it real quick. Let no one deceive you with empty words. The definition of deceive is of a person cause someone to believe something that is not true, typically in order to gain some personal advantage. Paul here, church, is warning us, don't let no one cause you to believe something that is not true. And they're sharing these empty words. Don't be fooled. Don't let deceivers take advantage of you with their meaningless, empty, without knowledge or sense, foolish words. Paul is saying, you're a child of God. Don't be bamboozled. Go ahead and say, go ahead and tell your neighbor, don't be bamboozled. Don't be fooled now. 
This word speaks false advertisement that communicates empty promises. For example, as I was studying to, 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 for this message, I read an article and Red Bull was sued because they claim a, a false uh, half-truth, which is no truth at all. And I want you guys to finish this uh, statement. Y'all help me out. Red Bull gives you? Red Bull claimed that their drink could improve consumers' concentration and reaction speed. A man by the name of Binkinen said he was a regular consumer of Red Bull for 10 years. This is what he said. I never developed wings <laughs> or shown any signs of improved intellectual or physical ability. My man was... My man caught a lie. He was like, I, 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 I'm, I'm smelling and I'm seeing and I'm hearing a fugazi. So much so that he took him to court and won millions. Not only do we have deceiving words with fake advertisement, we also hear these words. We speak these words. I want to share with us some of those words that are empty. I've spoken them, I believed them, I've heard them, I've practiced them. This is the first one. Follow your heart. Culture would tell you this is how you determine a decision. You just got to follow your heart. Little Johnny, just, just go ahead and follow your feelings. And I just want to tell you that that's false. That's empty. Following implies that something or someone is going to lead me. It's implying that, that what, what, what my heart is telling me, it's going to lead me. According to the statement, it's my heart that's going to lead me. My feelings, my desires, my emotions are going to guide. And I want to tell you, church, that is dangerous because our feelings are, are, are the way that, that we feel. We might get a phone call that our feelings would change. Our emotions going to change quick, in an instant. You know, sometimes I feel like I can, like yesterday, we were at Rise Weekend. I'm like, man, I, like, I feel like I can get up and, like, jump on this trampoline. You know what I'm saying? Like. I have prosthetic legs. You know, I'm, I'm legless. Like, that, I couldn't do that. It's just a feeling. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. It's fleeting. It's not real. And according to the prophet Jeremiah, he says this. Chapter 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Don't be deceived with empty words my brother, my sister. What about this statement? This empty word. You do you. Yo, you doing you for the last five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years has not worked. It didn't work for me. You doing you is empty. This is as serious that we need to imitate Jesus. We need to do what Jesus does. Imitate our creator. 
Don't do you. That's empty. What about this one? You only live once. YOLO. No, you don't. You don't live once. My man, Joe, my man Joe out there said, yo, Pastor Hyden made a wristband. He said, yo, that ain't the culture. We're children of God, beloved by God. We're not YOLO, we're yoked. You only live twice. The second life is eternal. We need to believe in the right person and trust the right promise. What's the gospel? John 3.16, God gave his son. For whoever believes should not perish but have everlasting life. Come on, somebody. We live twice. We're created for eternity, for fullness, for purpose, for peace, for comfort. We're created to walk this thing out with our creator. More words of deception. Man, these are trouble. No one will ever know. No one will ever know. There's been so many divorces because we believe this. So many lost jobs because we walk in this. No one would know. She might look good. Don't do it. He might look good. Don't do it. It brings brokenness. This statement, this reality is going to bring problems. It does it every time. It's deceitful. What about this one? Everyone is doing it. Everyone is doing it. My mom would say, okay, if everybody's going to jump off the cliff, are you going to follow them? You, you, your mom probably said that. Are you going to follow them? Are you going to do what they, they do? God has said, God said, walk by the narrow gate. Walk in my ways. Stand for something. You're not part of everyone. You're not the world. You're a child of God. What about this one? If it feels good, it can't be wrong. Run. Run. Period. Run. It's a trap. Because church, we've been there. We know what feels good. Because it does feel good. And it traps us. Right? It traps us. It becomes an identity. Something that's so heavy and burdensome. Something that's going to give us problems and lead us to a broken life. What about this one? Blank will make you feel better. Watching this will make you feel better. Taking this will make you feel better. Right? Smoking this will make you feel better. Drinking this will make you feel better. It's deceitful. It's empty. What about this one? Did God really say that? It sounds like Satan to me, right? Back in the garden. Did God really say that? Did he? That's why we need a, a live, active, faith-walking, healthy relationship with Jesus. In order to understand and hear the voice of God. And discern the voice of the enemy. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. What about this one? Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Hey, you might leave your, your, your bankroll in Vegas. 
but your shame and your brokenness and your, your sorrow, you're going to take back. If, it's, if it becomes a lifestyle in this city, we live here, we know how broken this city is. We're going to take that same brokenness. It's, 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 it's deceitful. It's empty. We're going to take it back with us. Take it back to our kids, our friends, our family. It comes back. It's deceiving. Don't believe it. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Come on, you know words hurt. You know words have power. God spoke light. God spoke light. Let there be light. God's word has power. Our words have power to build up or to destroy. Our, our words have power. Those who believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord will be saved. Your word have power. They hurt. They save. They comfort. They bring love. They heal. So God here is warning this church to examine our lives. Am I being deceived with empty words? Paul is warning us. Am I deceiving myself with these empty words? Am I deceiving myself by believing these lies? I think one of the things that we need to do is pray in order not to be deceived. And the psalmist prayed this. Look at this prayer. I want us to pray this. I need to pray this prayer. Psalms 120, it says, save me, Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. Look what Jesus says in John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep, my beloved children know my voice. My beloved children not only have a prayer life, to not be deceived, but they have a relationship with my word. They know my voice. They hear my voice. They know when deception is coming, and they follow me. They imitate me. They're not deceived. Empty words will lead to empty life. God's word will lead to a full life. Let's keep going in verse 6. The next part of scripture says, for because of these things, what things? What is Paul talking about? He's talking about a deceiver that is speaking lies and that he's living a certain way, he or she. And because of these things, we need to go back to verse 5. And these are the things. It says, you may be sure of this, that everyone who is Sexually immoral or impure with covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ in God. Don't be deceived, George. Don't be deceived, my people. Paul is talking here to a person that's walking and living this way. Church, he's not talking about a child of God here. He's talking about 
a person that takes this identity on. This is how they live. They enjoy it. They don't think twice about it. And they're practicing these things. They're becoming these things. It's their identity to live in a sinful lifestyle. They don't think twice about it. It's the way they live and they invite others to do the same. And guys, that's my story. I too lived this way for many years. I was sexually immoral. I was impure, greedy. It's part of my story. I was deceived by the world. I was deceived by myself. I was lured by my feelings and my desires about these empty phrases, this empty lifestyle. And I want to go back and share with you that in 2009 is when I was going through a rough patch in my life. I was losing my house in 2009. I lost a girlfriend I was with for four, and a, four plus years. Um, and when we broke up for the next two weeks, I'm broken, I'm, I'm, I'm empty. I'm, I'm believing some of these words. I'm living this out. I'm, I'm saying to myself, George, you do you. You only live once, George. No one will ever know. It's going to feel good. Go ahead and take this drink. Go ahead and smoke this weed. It's going to make you feel good. I'm following my feelings, my desires, my emotions, I'm broken, I'm lost, I'm empty. And right before my accident, I had a heart-to-heart -heart with my best friend. And I said, God is calling me. He wants me to get right with him. Right before my accident, I had plans to go to church the next day. And guess what? I was deceived again, and I went back to the world. It's all I knew. I went back to my feelings, to what I knew what I thought was going to make me whole, what I thought that was going to make me feel better. And I went to the Palms Pool and I enjoyed my day. I'm thinking I'm free, but I'm broken, I'm shackled, and I'm in darkness. See, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm, I'm, I'm having this, these thoughts. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm tired of just doing me. I don't want to be deceived no more. I don't want to live like this no more, empty, broken, just going through the motions, never being filled. I don't know, maybe today you can relate to my story. That was 10 years ago. I want to, I want to tell you that I have good news today, that you're not created to live empty, broken lives. You're not created to live tired. You're created to live full, to imitate your creator. You're created for love, for peace, for a full life, an abundant life. Because this world will never fill us. Guys, I lost my legs. I'm half the man that I once was. But I'm more full now in Christ. Why is that? Why is that? It's because I found out through his word 
through a relationship with not only his spirit, but his word, that I'm loved, that I'm a child of God, that he loved me so much that he died for me, that he wrapped his arms around me, that when I was headed to hell, he grabbed a hold of me, said, you're burning, you're, you're going straight to hell, but I'm going to save you. I got grace, I have mercy for you. I want to partner with you. I got plans for you. I got an abundant life for you. And I'm going to restore you. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to show you how much I love you. I'm going to show you my truth. I'm going to show you what, what real words of love look like. I'm going to show you who I am. And God, guys, Satan did the same thing, right, to Jesus when Jesus went to the desert. He tried to tempt him with deceitful words. And what did Jesus do? Punched him with the word. Our word will be full by knowing God's word, by believing God's word, by imitating who we are. We're imitators of God, beloved children of our creator. Our second reality statement is this. Empty words leads to an empty life, and an empty life leads to an empty eternity. Last part of verse 6, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. There's a wrath here. This is heavy stuff. There's a future wrath for people that walk this way, that live this way, that take this identity on. And there's also a, pre a present wrath. Hey, I I'm just the, the mailman, right? I'm just the mailman, y'all. So, so, so let's, go to, let's go with the future wrath of God looks like. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9, it says, They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. God is saying, I'm going to give them what they ultimately wanted. They never wanted me. They never wanted to be in my presence. And they never wanted my glory. This is what Paul is urging us and warning us to stay away from. Look what Jesus says in Matthew 10, verse 28. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both the soul and body in hell. God is not playing with people that are not, that don't want him, that don't want nothing to do with him, that don't want to be in his presence. This is heavy. This is heavy. This is heavy stuff. This is truthful stuff. Look what, what, look what this present wrath of God looks like. We can find it in Romans 1. Verse, verses 28 to 32, it says, And since they did not see fit to, knowledge, to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased, meaning a lower, a reduced mind, to do what they ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murderers, strife, deceit, maliciousness. 
They are gossipers, slanderers. Look, they are haters of God. Insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God, righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. They not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. See, the present wrath of God looks like God giving them up to their lust, to their desires. Let me just do me. It ain't going to work because God is going to let you do you. And it's going to lead us to be empty. God, don't let us do this. God is warning us. By, by doing so, by living this way, the wrath of God awaits them for those that don't repent. They become darkness. Not only do they live this way, but they invite others to partake. God is not telling us to imitate them. God is calling us to imitate him. To not be deceived by them. To not be fooled by this world. By a, a rapper. A certain lifestyle. By IG. By pop culture. But how beautiful uh, the strip looks. That Man, it's attractive. Don't be deceived. A lot of these people are broken. A lot of these people hate God. They don't want nothing to do with God. God has said, go ahead. Do you. Imitating them leads to an empty life, and an empty life leads to an empty eternity. Let us not let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Last verse to finish up. Therefore, do not become partakers with them. Our third reality statement is this. The more we imitate God, the more we eliminate deceitful partners. The more we imitate God, the more we're going to eliminate these deceitful partners. Paul says, don't become partakers with them. And guys, because we're loved by our Father, because we're thankful for what Jesus has done. He loved us that he died on the cross. Our life becomes the change. Our speech, our actions, our attitudes, we become imitators of love. God is not saying don't hang with these people. We need to hang with these people. We need to be an example to these people. Because I once was that person. I was that person. Guys, I was headed to hell, y'all. Literally burning fourth-degree burns. Fourth-degree burns. We have family members. We have family members that are walking this way. We have family members and friends that need to know this truth, that need to know this love, this good news of Jesus. We need to be good friends, good partners. Right, we start partnering up with the right people. God started partnering up with, with Pastor Hyden, Sister Nina, Y, Joey. Right? 
we start partnering up together. We start rubbing off one another. We start rubbing off Jesus to, to this lost world. We start imitating what Christ looks like. This world needs this. Vegas needs this. Right? Hey, there's a lot of people that not only are, are walking and standing just like I was. I was walking and standing and sitting down and dancing and partaking and sleeping with deceitful people because I was a deceiver myself. But the gospel is this. I can save you. I can change you. And I want to do that because you have a mission. You have a mission, Walk Church. We have a mission to be an example. I want to just end with this last verse to encourage us. It comes in Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of the enemy. We need to love well. We need to be good friends. Youth, we need to be good friends. It's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable to love people with truth. God doesn't call us to, to, to condemn people to hell. If you're condemning people to hell, you better have tears in your eyes. Yes, sir. You better have tears in your eyes. Yes, sir. You better have the love of Christ in your eyes, in your heart. You're called to be a good friend, church. To love well. To speak words of encouragement, not a condemnation. To let them know that there's a better way. Jesus is the better way. Let's imitate our creator. Let's imitate his word. Let's imitate in the way that we speak. Not foolish, not deceitful but in love and with truth. Let me pray for us.